You guys can have a seat. Thank you, guys. How about this band, guys? How awesome is that? How awesome is that? <clears throat> well, good morning, Catalyst. As always, it is such a joy to be here today. My name is John Kelly. I'm the discipleship minister here at Catalyst. And uh, if I look like I might be walking a little gingerly at moments, it's because I am. Um, I just finally, after like what felt like 827 years, I finally finished hiking the Sheltoe Trace yesterday. And uh, that was, thank you, yeah. For those of you who are new to Catalyst or have never been here before, um, this is a 323-mile trail that starts in the Big South Fork Recreation Area down in Tennessee and goes all the way through the Daniel Boone National Forest into Moorhead. And I have been hiking this thing, section hike at a time, since last August. And so yesterday, when I got to the foot of the stairs at Natural Bridge, I had finished the trail, and I was ecstatic, and I was happy, and now my legs really hurt bad. Um, but something like this isn't done just by myself, okay? This wasn't something that I just did by myself. There are so many of you guys that have helped me along the way, uh, from rides to and from the trailhead, advice on how to hike the trail because you've done it before, or even coming along for one of the hikes. I had one person in the church give me the GPS maps so that I would never get lost while I was on the trail, which didn't always help me. Um, and, and even some of you donated to Life Water in my name just to kind of help with that mission that I was doing the hike for. Um, and then, of course, my wife, Rhea. Man, she puts up with a lot. Uh, she, uh, she took two toddlers and would drive out to meet me at all these different places and uh, was willing to let me take two and three days at a time to go out and hike upwards of 30 and 40 miles over that span of time. And uh, so I'm very thankful for all of, all of that because... Guys, that's what family is. You know, it's what family does, and, and that's why we're talking about that in this series. The series is called We Are Family. See, back in August of last year, Dave and I were talking, and he said, Hey, do you want to take a month in the summer next year and do your own sermon series? After I got up off the floor from fainting because Dave Kittler was willing to give up a month of preaching, um, I responded, Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love the opportunity to preach. And if you know Dave, that is huge. For Dave to say, I'm going to give you an entire month was mind-blowing. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I love working with somebody who's willing to make decisions against themselves so that other people have opportunities. That's one of the reasons I love the staff at Catalyst so much. There's not a person on our staff that hasn't given up something to help out somebody else on staff at some point. Uh, we really do operate like a family. And uh, that's why Rob and I, we talked about this series. We were like, you know what? Why don't we do a series called We Are Family? And last week I thought Rob did a great job of uh, illustrating what a family is and, and just basically asking the question, are you part of this family? I would have loved to have been here to listen in person, but I ended up changing diapers and working in the nursery, which is the first time I've ever done that in my entire life. Um, luckily I have small children now, so I know how to do that. Before I would have just looked like... Have you ever seen a, a man who's never changed a diaper try and change a diaper? First time I did it with my daughter, I did it backwards. <laughs> that would be so bad if it wasn't for the fact it says back on the diaper, you know? But uh, I would have loved to have been here last week, but I got to listen to the podcast, and Rob did a fantastic job last week preaching that sermon, and it really just kind of set off the rest of this time. Because the church, at its best, is a fellowship of people who love God, each other, and the mission. And when you look at a healthy family... When you look at a healthy family, there's not a whole lot different from that. God should be at the forefront. 
We should hold each member of the family up. And if we're doing our job as parents or heads of the household, we should all be heading in the same direction. And whether that's house cleaning or projects or homework, a family should work better when they're together. When one person decides to go rogue, you know, that's when things get really messed up. In the church, specifically Catalyst, our mission is to plant reproducing gospel communities here, near, and far with the expectation that each member will give up two blocks of time a week. We also plan around something that we like to call the main thing. And that main thing is centered around a yearly theme that we have for each year. I bet some of you didn't realize we were that intentional about things around here. But there's a purpose and a reason for everything that we do. And our main thing today is we all hit the same goal when we all go in the same direction. Can I get four volunteers? I need four volunteers. Okay, there's one there. We got one here. I need two more. Come on up. I need one more. One more volunteer. Come on up, Jonathan. If you guys all stand right down here, you don't even have to get on the stage, even though you're already coming up here. <laughs> they thought this was their chance. I'm going to get on stage. Okay, so what I need is I need the four of you guys to lock arms, okay? I want you to lock arms. These guys are going to represent a family, and that is the ugliest family I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm just I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So I, what I'm going to have these guys do, I want you, okay, now I'm going to say something, that's right and that's left, okay? I want you all together take seven steps to the right. So go ahead and do that, seven steps. Okay, that was not too bad, okay? The reality is when we're a family and we're locking arms together and we all decide we're going to go in the same direction, we decide we're going to do it together, it's not that difficult to get there. So why don't you guys come back here. Just come on back. Oh, you don't have to count. Just come and walk on over. Okay, or you can count. That's fine. <laughs> so what we're going to do this time. Okay, stop, 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 stop. You guys are off center now. We've got we to fix this for the OCD people. Okay, so now what I want you to do is, Jonathan, you've, you've had a rough life. Things are difficult right now. So what I want you to do is I just want you to stand there. And you guys are going to go walk right again. But this time, Jonathan, you're just going to let them pull you. Okay? Don't fight them, though. Okay? Don't fight them. But you just, you're just going to go with them. Okay? <laughs> so let's do that again. Seven steps to the right. Okay. That's good. That's good. So... If sometimes, sometimes things happen in our lives, right? Family members have trouble, they struggle, things aren't easy, things aren't always the best. But when those things happen, the rest of the family is usually there to pull them along, right? Guys, come back here. We're going to do one more thing here. One more thing. <laughs> now, that was funny. Okay. This time, Jonathan, I do want you to fight against the rest of the group. And while they're all going right, I want you to go left. Okay, can we do that? Okay. So on the count of three, you all are going to go right. Jonathan, you're going to go left. Are you ready? One, two, three. Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Give these guys a hand. Give these guys a hand. Good job, guys. Good job. <clears throat> when a family's all moving in the same direction, things are good. When somebody's hurting the family, but they're still not... Fighting against the family, you can still get where you need to go, but when there's somebody fighting and when there's somebody moving in the opposite direction, it's very, very, very difficult to get the job done. And so today we're going to talk about unity. 
We're going to talk about what it means when we're all working together and going in the same direction because that is what the church is supposed to do. We're supposed to work together and we're supposed to have a common goal and a common place we're supposed to go. So in the first example, you saw what it looks like when we're going the same direction. Good stuff. In the second, we saw what happens when part of the family is struggling. It takes a little more work, but they get there. But in the third one, that shows why being together is so important. When part of the body decides to work on its own and go on its own uh, direction, it can cause a multitude of problems and a massive issue within the body. Imagine what it would look like if all the parts decided to go wherever they wanted. I thought about doing that one, but I was afraid of what would happen if I let just all these four guys just pull in any direction they want to go. Because I think Jonathan would have just sat straight down and then it would have been over, you know. But, uh, but unfortunately, guys, that's what the church looks like a lot to a lot of people these days. People see the church as, as good hearts, but no, everybody just kind of wants to do whatever they want to do. They want to do their own thing, and they want to they do their mission, and their ministry, and this thing, and that thing. But there's very little holding the church together, and you see this in a lot of churches these days. So today I want to talk to you about the mission that we have here at Catalyst, and what that looks like, and how we work together. See, several years ago, there was a group of us um, that realized that the New, Tur- the New Testament church's mission could be summed up in one verse, and that verse is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We also realized that we operate better when we're in community. Whether that's the church body or a small group or volunteer groups within the church, this idea of community had to be a part of this, which brought us to the mission statement that we are to plant reproducing gospel communities here, near, and far. And if you've seen any literature from the church, you always notice here, near, and far is on there. And there's a reason for that. That's what we're all about. It's not just important to be in the community, but it's also important to create new communities, planting churches, starting new community groups, or new service opportunities here within the church and our community in Nicholasville. If you take a look at the missions that we support, they're quite literally from all over the world. From the Revive Ministry here in Nicholasville that helps in the rehabilitation of men with drug abuse, to Generations Church in Washington, to ministries in Jamaica, Honduras, Kenya, and India, we believe in seeing these gospel communities flourish in our local community throughout the United States and into the world, here, near, and far. Whether it's a rehab facility or an orphanage or a new church being planted here in central Kentucky, our mission is the same. So how do we do that? How do we act out this mission that we have before us? See, this is the first time where we're just going to... This first is an expectation that we have for every member of this church. If we're going to live out this mission, this is the expectation. We want every member of Catalyst to commit to two blocks of time every week. The first is for worship, and the second is for a community group. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. 
See, there's some real value in Sunday mornings. We've said many times from this stage that God deserves our first fruits, and we give the first day of our week to him in worship. This is where we can come together, worship together, and learn together. Sundays are where we get direction to start our week, and it's where we get to spend some awesome time together as a family. But what happens when those Sundays become convoluted with church business or infights or complaints? It simply stops being worship. This is why David Kibler installed the policy that Sundays are for worship only. It's amazing how much more worship happens now because we don't come in with agendas. We don't come in with these things that we want to see get done. We come in with the only mindset being, I'm here to worship Jesus. I'm here to sing. I'm here to pray. I'm here to learn. I'm not here to worry about an agenda. I'm not here to worry about business. I'm just here for one reason. And when we have that one purpose for gathering, there's a lot more benefit to being here. So we want every member of Catalyst to prioritize Sunday morning worship. We also believe, as I stated earlier, in community. In Acts 2, verses 42 through 47, we read, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer, and everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to the, anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Next month is a big month for my ministry. I'm the discipleship minister. And next month is when we begin signups for community groups. And it is the largest ministry we have here at Catalyst Christian Church. When May rolled around this past year, 79% of this church was involved in a community group. Can you believe that? 79%. That number boggled the minds of a lot of my ministry friends. But honestly, it shouldn't. See, this is where the church can be the church. It's in community groups that we really create solid, lasting friendships. It's in community groups where we can continue the conversation from Sunday's message, and it's in community groups where we really build a family. I mean, here's the way I want you to think about community groups. I want you to think of community groups as your, uh, your immediate family. Mom, dad, brothers, sisters, that's your immediate family. And then on Sundays, all of our immediate families come together for the big family reunion. That's what this is all about. They're not Bible studies. They're an opportunity for families to gather. And when we think of our groups in this way, it changes our mindsets toward them. See, we have groups that do service projects throughout the year, groups that do gender reveal parties for new little ones coming into the world. Huh? For those of you who don't know, we've got two couples in our family right now that are pregnant, and we're super excited about this. Uh, we got the Sarahs and we got the Harlemerts. So pray for both of them, but pray especially for the Harlemerts kid because he's a preacher's kid. And <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Um, but we have groups that do vacation together. We have groups that do mission trips together. Guys, these are not Bible studies. They're communities within this community. And if you aren't in one, I promise you, you're missing out. 
Like I said earlier, signups are going to start next month, and I couldn't encourage you more from signing up for one of these groups. As a member of Catalyst, we really just want two blocks of time from you each week. That's Sunday morning worship and community groups. I promise, they're both completely 100% worth it. So that's what we expect from you as a church body. But what do you get from us? How do we equip you to join us in the mission of the church? Well, three years ago, a group of about five of us, staff and elders, got together and decided to work on a plan that would make us be more cohesive. See, at the time, we were running into this issue of learning one thing on Sunday morning, something else in a study, something else in community groups, and before too long, we realized everybody's running in a hundred different directions, and we weren't together. People weren't learning together, and so we found people didn't have this common bond in what we were learning about Christ throughout the week, and it just made things kind of convoluted and kind of a mess. So we decided that we were going to do something different. We decided that through, after about a year of, of prayer and, and prayer and then some prayer and then we prayed. <laughs> I think you understand where I'm coming from here. We came up on this thing called the main thing. Basically each week we learn one thing on Sunday and that also continues into our community groups and something more recently that we started called the Catalyst Midweek Podcast. Um, if you haven't had the chance to listen to that, you should. Basically, every Sunday, we have someone who preaches, whether that's myself or Dave or Rob. And then the other two guys talk about that week's sermon and share some other insights and thoughts about the main thing. And it ends up carrying that conversation on throughout the week. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to that, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Podbean. It's, it's, it's pretty easy to find. Just look up Catalyst Midweek Podcast. Um, great podcast. If you're already subscribed to our Sunday podcast, you're going to get that anyways, because it's all part of the same thing. Um, but we basically want to keep this conversation going all week from what was talked about on Sunday morning. And the heart of this comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. It says, And this is Paul talking. He says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Unity in our mission is vital. And unity in what we study can take this church to the next level. Because when we're one as a church... We can be a force for the kingdom here, near, and far. So where does the main thing come from? Where does this idea of this main thing come from? Well, why do we study this? This all springs from our yearly theme. Last year was the first time we decided to go with a theme for the whole year. And that theme resonated with this church. And we saw an unbelievable outcome because of it. The theme was community. And last year, that number you saw from community groups jumped tremendously during the year because you guys bought into the idea that community is important, that being a part of a community is important. People started inviting people into their homes. We saw a unity within this church that we'd never seen before. In the 10 years that we've been in existence, we'd never seen so many people so tightly interwoven together and loving each other so intensely and intentionally as we did because of that theme. Ephesians 4, 17 through 25 says, 
So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. Our themes each year are directly in line with the idea that Christians and the Christian life must be set apart. When we take on Christ, we take on a life like no other. We don't settle for ordinary. We, we aren't okay with what this world has to offer. And that's why it was community last year, and that's why this year it's fruitfulness. And I'm just going to say it because I've got the mic and I can say whatever the heck I want to right now. Um, the, series that Dave, the series that Dave had put on this year have been the best we've ever had at Catalyst, bar none. And that last series that we just got out of Visible, best series Dave has ever preached. Absolutely 100%. Uh, you can clap for it. That's fine. You can clap about that. Um, and some of that goes towards Dave's ability to preach, but I'm going to tell you, I'd also say the bulk of the heavy lifting is in the Holy Spirit working through Dave and through the theme for this year. See, these themes aren't just thrown together. Like I said before, there's a lot of prayer that goes on. So they're prayed over and prayed over and prayed over. And we are intentional about communicating what the themes are. 2018 was all about being an active member of the community here at Catalyst. This year is all about the fruit that comes from living a God-centered life. And next year is all about inserting yourself into the adventure that is the Christian life and how we do that together. There's a story about a father and his sons. He had four sons. Unfortunately, they weren't very nice to each other. There was constant quarreling and bickering between them. And uh, no matter what the father said, no matter what he said, it didn't do any good. And as a result, he thought long and hard about what he could say. He wanted them to... He just wanted to provide them with some kind of, of knowledge or wisdom that would help them realize the impact of their constant quarreling and fighting and what would ultimately happen if they didn't stop. But one day that quarreling became more aggressive and, and even violent and the father broke it up and he sent each son to a different corner of the yard. I'm going to ask the band to go ahead and come on up. It was at that point that this wise father came up with a lesson he sent one of his sons to bring him some sticks. And he took the sticks and he held up the bundle and he tied it together with a string. And he gave it to each one of his little boys. And he said, I want you to break this bundle of sticks. Each one of them went through and they could not break the sticks. Then he simply untied the string. And when he untied the string, he handed each of them a stick. And they snapped it one at a time. Not difficult at all. 
Just each one broke a stick. And he looked at them and he said, do you not realize that when you guys are going off on your own and doing your own thing, you're so easily broken, you're so easily taken advantage of, and this world and your enemies are going to be able to break you. But if you will hold together, stay together, and bundled together, nothing can break you. So the question I'm going to ask you guys today, are we bundled together? Are we unified in our vision? Uh, are we trying to go it alone and wondering why we're broken at every single turn? See, last week, we left an Ebenezer. I wanted to make sure this was still up here this Sunday. We left an Ebenezer, a marking, marking the moment that we decided that we are a family. So now it's time, as a family, to start moving in the same direction. If we're going to lock arms, let's move together. We don't need the Lone Ranger and we don't need Batman. We don't need rogue agents doing their own thing while the rest of the church goes in another direction. We need unity in our mission of here, near, and far. We need to set aside two blocks of time each week so that we can keep the main thing the main thing and work toward our singular goal. And when we do that, we will all hit the same goal when we all go in the same direction. Would you guys bow your heads and pray with me? God, we just want to thank you for today and the opportunity we have to come together like we do every week and worship you, God. It's my prayer that as a body, as a family, that we're together. We're not just in a room together, but Father, we are of one mind, one spirit, one faith, and moving in the same direction. God, when your church moves together, amazing things happen. So I pray for that today. I pray for everyone in here. Father, if there are people in here right now who are thinking, I want to be a part of this, God, I pray they make the decision. Maybe they've never met you. Maybe they're just trying, trying to figure out if, if you're something that they want. God, I pray today that they make that decision and they follow after you. God, we love you. We thank you for all you do for us because it's unbelievable what you do. We love you so much, Father. We pray this all in your son Jesus' name. Amen.